Well, listeners, thank you for joining us here today, March 1st, 2018, for the Investor Conference Call with Night Food Holdings Incorporated, ticker symbol NGTF, and specifically with the CEO, Sean Folkson. Now, before we get started and I kick it over to Sean, I need to give you those forward-looking statements. So, the information contained in this conference call may contain forward-looking statements as that term is defined in Section 27A of the United States Securities Act of 1933 and Section 21E of the Securities Exchange Act of 1934. Statements in this interview, which are not purely historical, are forward-looking statements and include any statements regarding beliefs, plans, expectations, or intentions regarding the future, including but not limited to any products sold or cash flow from operations. Actual results could differ from those projected in any forward-looking statements due to numerous factors. Such factors include, among others, the inherent uncertainties associated with distribution and difficulties associated with obtaining financing on acceptable terms. These forward-looking statements are made as of the date of this conference call, and we assume no obligation to update those forward-looking statements or to update the reason why actual results could differ from those projected in the forward-looking statements. Although Night Food believe that the beliefs, plans, expectations, and intentions contained in this conference call are reasonable, there can be no assurance that such beliefs, plans, expectations, or intentions will prove to be accurate. Investors should consult all of the information set forth herein and should also refer to the risk factors disclosure outlined in the company's most recent annual report for their last fiscal year for their quarterly reports and other periodic reports filed from time to time with the Securities and Exchange Commission. Well, now that we're done with that, let me introduce Sean Folks. And Sean, how are you today? Doing great, Stuart. I'm ready to go. I, I, I don't know how I'm going to follow up to the, uh, the forward-looking statements <laughs> that you just read, but I would like to welcome everybody listening in that uh, sat through that and thank everybody, really, for their interest and support. Uh, you know, before we get in, I know we've got some questions that people have submitted, but I just wanted to give people a quick update, if I might, about you know who we are. Not every you know not everybody has been with us for the full ride. So uh, for people not really that familiar with the company, we are a better for you snack development company with two areas of focus. The first is the night food brand. Research shows that nutritional choices tend to get less and less healthy throughout the day as people approach bedtime. The most popular snacks are cookies, chips, ice cream, and candy. So. Night food helps people navigate those nighttime cravings by delivering better, healthier, more sleep-friendly snacks. And in addition, we recently created a a new wholly-owned subsidiary called MJ Munchies, and that subsidiary was created to take advantage of some of the tremendous opportunities that we see in the CBD and cannabis-related edibles space. So we anticipate big things from both companies in 2018, and I know we have questions ready to go. So, you know, let's, let's dig right in. All right. Here's your first question as well as uh, congratulations. It says, congratulations on adding the sleep doctor to your board. What do you see him doing for the company and what will his involvement be? Right. Uh, yeah. Thank you so much. Uh, so for those that don't know, uh, we recently added a new member to our, our amazing advisory board. I know that when we announced back in June or July that we we're going to be putting a board together, we expected to get the best people in the space because everybody that we've ever spoken to 
uh, has acknowledged that what we're doing is not only innovative but important. And you know, Dr. Michael Bruce is really somebody that, uh, for a long time, I thought would be somebody that that would be a great fit for us. So, Dr. Bruce, for those that don't know him, I mean, he's basically America's sleep expert. I mean, he's he's known as the sleep doctor. He's a best-selling author. He's an expert on all things sleep-related, and he's made you know I don't even know how many uh, national TV appearances, maybe maybe a hundred. I mean, he's been. I know he's been on Dr. Oz like 40 times, uh, in addition to the Today Show, Rachel Ray, The View, The Doctors, Good Morning America, CBS, uh, Early Morning, you know, everything. So we're really excited to have Dr. Bruce on board. When we were launching the Night Food brand, we read some of his books. We saw information that he had put out on nighttime snacking. And that information wasn't just inspirational, but it actually provided some of the nutritional foundation for our initial products. And, you know, because of his interest in night snacking and his, obviously, his area of expertise being sleep, I, I really, I always just felt it was a matter of time before uh, we ended up working together. And now that he's on the team, we see him assisting in a couple of primary areas. The first, uh, you know, it's a goal of ours to extend the line and extend the night food brand. And, you know, he's going to provide uh, scientific expertise as we evolve our formulations. We add new flavors. Uh, extend into other formats. You know, something that he and I are particularly excited about is the launch of night food ice cream. So in addition to the scientific aspect and the product development, there's a lot of things that we need to communicate to the consumers and to the marketplace in general. And we're going to be incorporating Dr. Bruce into some of those consumer-facing communications. So, you know, maybe on our website, uh, inserts that we're going to be doing in our packaging. So when a customer... Uh, receives product from us. There'll be some materials in there and, and those kinds of things. And, and there's also situations where the subject of nighttime nutrition could be a topic for him to address on TV or in other media. I mean, it's certainly come up in the past. You know, he's been on the media many times also talking about, you know, new developments and sleep-related products or sleep-related concepts. So, you know, it's reasonable to think that the Night Food brand could get mentioned uh, on national TV in some of those situations where appropriate, uh, you know, as we continue to advance and develop new products. So really helping helping raise the profile of the brand and helping consumers understand that what they eat before bed is really quite important. Um, you know, those are the main things. And, and uh, you know, I don't know if it comes across in that answer, but I, I can't really put into words how impactful and how important I think it is to have the sleep doctor, Dr. Michael Bruce, on our team right now. Excellent. Well, here's another question for you, Sean. I saw the quote from Kellogg's CEO. You posted on Facebook that they view late-night snacking as an important space. Do you see this as a threat? Yeah, this is... Uh, so, actually, we, I mean, we see it as a huge opportunity. Look, it's... Uh, of course, it's an important space, right? I mean, I've, I've been saying this for years. Before all the research, before all the statistics, the space is important... And as I like to say, and I, I've, I've been saying for years now, the space is not only important, but it's inevitable. And the fact is that Kellogg's has been sniffing around the nighttime snack space for several years. In fact, the report, uh, we were mentioned in a report several months back from Mintel, which is, Mintel is one of the largest consumer marketing research firms in the world, and they put out a report that was looking towards what they thought the biggest trends would be in food and, uh, and drink, so nutritional trends. And they indicated in that report that 
nighttime nutrition was one of the most explosive categories that they saw for the next uh, several years. And night food, our brand was specifically mentioned in that report, but so was Kellogg's. Kellogg's, uh, several years back, put out some of their cereals. I think it was Fruit Loops, Crave, I don't know, one or two others. I don't remember what they were. Uh, but they, they put like nighttime packaging on them, special limited edition packaging, and they marketed them as, you know, great for nighttime, you know, because a lot of people do eat cereal before bed, uh, but you typically wouldn't want something with so much uh, sugar, but uh, that's, a, that's another story. But so, you know, now last week, or maybe it's two weeks ago now, the CEO of Kellogg's mentioned publicly that they view late night snacking as a key occasion. And so I understand why some investors might see that as a threat, but the reality is there's a lot more merger and acquisition activity in the uh, nutrition space and the consumer goods space than there is R&D. So it's not really likely that a company like Kellogg's would launch their own or, or do their own. You know, what happens in this space, almost all of the innovation, I mean, if you look back over the past decade, it all comes from startups, and then those companies get acquired by the global conglomerate. So you've got I don't know, Crave Beef Jerky, you've got Justin's Nut Butter, you've got RX Bar, you've got Buy, which is a beverage company that just got acquired. And so with the growth that we're anticipating in 2018 and beyond, I think our investors should see Kellogg's interest in the nighttime snack space as an opportunity because we're the only ones addressing the space head on. When, when Kellogg's takes a cereal and they just put you know, nighttime packaging on it, that's not really, they're just kind of, I, I use the phrase sniffing around. But we're the only ones with specially formulated products. We're the only ones with the face of sleep in America, Dr. Bruce, who I just mentioned on our team. You know, we are the nighttime nutrition experts. So when those big consumer goods companies uh, decide that they want to come into our space, we view that as a big opportunity. And the further along we are when they come, the better. Uh, and that's why we're working so hard to just really crush it here in 2018. Uh, the digital marketing that we're doing and the, the team that we brought on board with the Gettner Group, you know, they're just going to take what we've done over the last few months and we think they're going to take it to an entirely different level of awareness and an entirely different level of revenue and we're just, we're just really excited about all the buzzing that's going on lately around nighttime nutrition. Yeah, I mean, you can look at it as a threat. You look at it as an opportunity. I say it's a validation for what you're doing as well. So let's move on to the next question. When will we be able to buy the half-baked CBD products? Yeah, so we touched on this on the last call. You know, there's been a lot going on behind the scenes with, uh, with Jeff Robinson and, and Capital. You know, we created uh, MJ Munchies. We brought on Jeff as a consultant. It's been, it's been less than four months, actually, and so much has happened. It feels like it's been a long time, but it's been a whirlwind. We created MJ Munchies. We are securing the trademark for Half Baked uh, as a trademark name, and we acquired HalfBaked.com. And just this week, we signed uh, our financing term sheet with them, we're expecting the first tranche of the $500,000 uh, that they've committed to come in the next few weeks. And because to date, we, Night Food, had been internally funding the product development, uh, the intellectual property, and the acquisition. But now that we're inked, you know, we do expect things to pick up speed. We're moving forward on the project that we talked about on the last quarterly call, Stuart. I don't know if you remember. Uh, we could call it Project X for now. I said that there was something that we were looking into that... I thought might be a non-starter or it could be viewed as a huge opportunity. And, and now, uh, months later that we're working on it, tells you kind of where we, <laughs> where we landed on, on that decision. So, you know, there's really only so much that I can say right now about the CBD 
and the marijuana-related initiatives at this time. But, you know, if you're an investor and, and you're curious about that, it's, I think it's very safe for you to be expecting uh, a number of updates during the next few weeks and next couple of months as we move towards that launch. All right. Well, here's your next question. Sean, can you help me understand the recent filings related to debt financing and the warrants that were issued to you and Peter Layton? Yeah, um, we did get a lot of questions about that when they happened as well. So uh, in a nutshell, we have institutional investors that have agreed to fund our operations and our expansion through friendly debt. And these are guys that have been with us for, uh, for a while now. And with the milestones that we've hit recently, the terms have gotten uh, more company friendly. So that's great news. And as the stock price started to move up powerfully, I'm thinking, you know, mid-January or so, we got an inquiry from one of our investors, somebody that is in touch with me every couple of weeks I hear from him. In fact, he emailed me today. He's probably listening right now. And he was asking, you know, when the stock was going up, he said, you know, he was asking if we're, if we're going to be selling. Uh, because obviously if, a, if an insider starts selling, that could really drive down the share price. And I assured him that we were not and that we didn't have any plans. Uh, we're in it for the long haul and no intentions to sell. And I just I got the feeling from his response that he wasn't that confident in the answer. And I realized that you know maybe there were some other investors that might also be concerned about the same issue. So uh, Peter and I spoke and we agreed uh, to lock up our shares at the time for 12 months in exchange for some warrants uh, at 30 cents. So at the time, I think the stock was, I don't know, it might have been around 10 or 12 or 15 cents, approaching 20, I don't remember. But, you know, we just thought it would give people a little bit of peace. I think lots of investors prefer to know not only that the largest shareholders are not, not only do we not plan to sell, but it's one step further to know that we're actually prohibited uh, from doing so. For, so for us, for me and Peter, we know what we're building here and, and the value that we anticipate. There's no reason that either one of us was planning on selling any stock for a long time to come. So it really wasn't that hard of a decision for us to lock up. Uh, you know, to date, neither one of us has ever uh, sold a share on the open market. And now the earliest we'd be allowed to do so, so everybody understands, is, is in January, uh, which is 10 months from now. And, and by that time, and not that we're expecting or planning to sell at that time, but I do expect there to be a, uh, this to be a very different company and a very different market. All right. Well, thank you for that, Sean. So uh, if you would, here's the next question. Update the status on night food inventory. I don't see product on Amazon and night food shows it's back ordered. Tackle that one for us, Sean. Yeah. So I'm guessing, you know, that question probably came in a couple of days ago because I know there was a cutoff there. So uh, I'm happy to announce that the new inventory has been manufactured and it's uh, completed. We produced over $400,000 worth of retail uh, product. It's already been paid for, and uh, as far as I know, it's it's on the highway right now uh, on the way to the warehouse. So, uh, you know, things are going to be back to normal for us after the weekend. Amazon should also have product back in stock next week. Uh, you know, our manufacturing was delayed. We were looking into doing gluten-free for this production run but the timing just didn't work out. Uh, we already have our eyes set on new flavors and gluten-free versions, all night food bars, you know, from, from this production run forward. Uh, and with formulation issues ironed out, we're taking steps to avoid these types of out-of-stock situations going forward. I, I guess it's fair to say that, you know, it is a possibility with our projections for very rapid growth here in 2018 that it could happen again. But, uh, you know, we're going to do our best, and I, I think we're going to be in good shape there. And we did make an announcement yesterday or the day before 
that uh, the product had been produced. We put it on our Facebook wall. You know, so anybody out there uh, who doesn't already follow us or like us, I guess, uh, on Facebook, uh, they can do that. That's that's where we tend to share uh, the most information, and people can get you know comp- company uh, updates, industry developments. You know, the thing about Kellogg's, the, the articles where the CEO is talking about you know night snacking and. Also, we, we'd like to have a little bit of fun there as well. So anybody who doesn't already like us on Facebook should click on over and just go to uh, facebook.com slash nightfood and do that now. Very good. Well, the final question came to us via email as well as posting on Facebook. So I want to encourage the shareholders to reach out to us any way you can for these uh, conference calls. We will get your question on. So this uh, investor wanted to know about Shark Tank. He said, uh, hey, Sean, would you consider going on Shark Tank? It might be good for publicity and possibly a good connection with one or more of the sharks. Now, you know, jumps out to me because I saw this question a while ago. I don't know if public companies go on there, but uh, go ahead and answer that one, Sean. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think uh, I think from what I've learned, and, and I, I, I've talked to some people that were on, and I did have some contact with them a couple of years ago. First of all, it's not just, you don't just decide to go on Shark Tank. I mean, it's an audition process, and I think it's it's easier to get into Harvard. <laughs> I mean, I think they have like a hundred thousand applicants every year and they 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 take like uh, 50 or 60 people and would it be great for us theoretically yes i i think that while we'd you know be on shark tank for a 10 minute segment it would be fair to say that probably you know 20 or 40 million dollars worth of ice cream and cookies and chips would be eaten on friday at nine o'clock uh while people are watching the show so that would be uh that would be a lot of fun to talk about but uh yeah, I think that uh, I, I don't imagine that they would take public companies, Stuart, just because of of what I know about that space and what I know about the show. I, I just don't imagine that public companies would be a fit. And I don't think the Sharks, you know, everybody's seen that. Uh, I don't think they would want to get involved with public companies either. That's just my, my intuition. Well, Sean, that's it for me. I don't have any other questions. And yes, I tapped myself out earlier by doing the whole forward-looking statement section. So uh, I've got nothing else to add, uh, but I want to thank you for your time here today. And I want to thank everybody who's logged in to listen to this investor call with CEO Sean Folkson of Night Foods. Sean, thanks for uh, coming on today. Hey, thanks so much as always, Stuart. Appreciate it. All right, listeners. Well, check back early and often on that social media, as Sean pointed out. And thanks again for joining us.